We are the Adventuring Guild, and this is the Home Brew Review. Once again, for another episode of the Home Brew Review, where you come to talk about all your favorite community-created content found on the internet. Joining me once again this week, uh, while we take on some more crazy bandits and thieves, gypsies, tramps and thieves. No, we're not going to go do the share song this time. But joining me once again is Micah, Mike, Virgil, and Hope. Uh, we will be starting at level eight this time. And we will be taking on kind of an underground piratey organization within Toronto still. So I will let everybody introduce themselves and talk about what happened last week. This is Micah. Uh, last week was hilarious. A blast. <laughs> uh, not not going to lie, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to utilize some of the abilities that I got to, but I was so thoroughly pleased that I was. Uh, the Seeker class is... A lot of fun, and especially the Bloodhound uh, kind of subclass that, that, that you take. If you want to play that detective type, you get a lot of really cool abilities that, that help with that. Um, my sleuth ability came into in, into play quite a bit with that advantage on grapple and shove attempts. Was so key. Uh, adding into that, just the, uh, the 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 other bonuses I get, you know the advantage on charisma checks made to, to gain information was a lot of fun. Um, utilizing my brass knuckles to, to boost that, that flipper damage for the, the flapper slappers. The flapper slappers. <laughs> this next session, I'm going to be gaining some more fun spells to use from Metabots Magical Maneuvers, including some stuff that may startle and amaze, so stay tuned if you want to see the impossible become possible. Uh, it's going to be a lot, as far as my role in the party, is going to be a lot more of the same. The investigator, the, the, the I took the uh, skilled feat to give myself uh, proficiency with intimidation and athletics checks, so you're going to see me do a little bit more, uh, you know, roughing up some goons for, for information as needed, and uh, you know, just Staying in the thick of it like that, that gritty film noir detective is supposed to be. So, really looking forward to it. I had a lot of fun last week. Uh, let's do this thing. Okay, so Mike is back with what did we decide her name was now? Uh, Luminea. Luminea Reinhardt. Um, things went very much the way that I expected them to for the first session. I did not have the melee prowess that I needed to be a frontline fighter. Um, 
In retrospect, I should have stuck back and just cast uh, <clears throat> Sacred Flame and just been available to heal. Uh, but I did have that one crit that was pretty solid. This week I'm able to add Radiant Soul, comes from my Celestial Pack. Uh, it will give me resistance to radiant damage, and also when dealing radiant or fire damage, I can add my Charisma modifier to that, which went up to a 5 this week. I'm gaining two incantation, or invocations, excuse me. Uh, one is a custom that Bob and I worked on together to create. Uh, one thing that Warlocks never seem to have is a bonus to attack outside of strength or dex for a finesse weapon. And where you, if you just want to go for that dex just for that, I felt like I was dividing my points too much into one spot. So we created Beguiling Strike. It is a uh, personal homebrew that Bob and I worked on. When attacking with your pack weapon, you may use your Charisma modifier in place of your strength. Um, also, must be the pack weapon. And uh, anytime I added this, Bob, I feel like this helps balance it out just a little bit. Anytime that the target would be immune to kind of a faint or a psych out, then that can't be added. Simply okay. because, I mean, you're literally using your charm to kind of wink one way, attack the other. So yeah. it's a way for you to imply that your charisma is so powerful that you could literally lead your uh, target into your attack. Um, you might look at the Hex Warrior, the Hex Blade, uh, that just came out. They get charisma bonus to both attack and damage as a free option. So this way, by doing this, you're spending at least an invocation bringing it in. So I feel like there's a cost, and that balances it out. Um, also, I took Patronly Protection, which is a homebrew invocation from D&D Wiki. Uh, it adds your Charisma modifier to your armor class in place of dex. So where last week I was really kind of like suffering in the melee world, I'm now up to a plus 8 attack for my greatsword, and my armor class went from a 13 to an 18. So I have a lot higher use on what should be able to happen this time around. Hey everyone, this is Virgil, and I am back with Clyde Darkwillow, the Breakthrough Rogue uh, Halfling. Last week I had a lot of fun. I felt that the breakout mechanic of this archetype uh, was very useful. Uh, I felt like I could do some damage, but allowing the uh, Lapper Slappers or whatever, <laughs> uh, allowing those to be even more potent uh, was kind of fun to watch, uh, adding uh, that sneak die to uh, other people's damages. Uh, I'm hoping to do that more, uh, maybe add some different damage types, uh, such as magical uh, damage, depending on who gets it. Um, at level 8, I don't get any more archetype abilities. However, I do get the rogue's uh, uncanny dodge at level 5, and the rogue's evasion at level 7. And then uh, for my feet, or at level 8, instead of taking the ability scores, I took Medium Armor Master. It is the feat that allows, uh, if you have Medium Armor, which the Breakthrough Rogue does give you at level 3, you can use Medium Armor. Uh, wearing Medium Armor doesn't impose disadvantage on stealth checks, as well as while wearing Medium Armor, I can add plus 3 instead of the plus 2 uh, to my AC if I have a 16 or higher. So... That bumps up my AC from a 14 up to a 17 now that I have scale mail. Uh, the other big thing is I'm going to uh, try some dual wielding using two light weapons. Uh, the issue I feel might come up is if I do land my first attack and I break out my opponent, I'll have to, be, I'll have to 
give up that extra attack as the bonus action. Because if I do and I hit them with that second attack, then I'm going to be using the uh, sneak die. So, I mean, you could do it if you wanted to see if you could get a crit hit uh, with that, or uh, just pass it on to another ally. So we'll just see how uh, the Breakthrough Rogue fares in today's, uh, in this week's episode. I played Arlen Nuffin, and she's the gambler. I thought it played pretty well. So far, the deck points made it really balanced, and that was a really nice mechanic to throw in. One thing that I would change is that I don't like how the deck die is different from the damage die. It just gives you one more thing to look at and then argue over, especially since you can attack with the cards, but I assume it's a separate set of cards because it deals just 1d6 of damage. But if I do a magic card, then it does the effect. So I assume that it's like a different set of cards. But if it's not, then it just kind of makes it really interesting with some of like, the mechanics on some of the cards that wants to deal damage and they do the deck die instead of your card die. And I just think that just having them be the same dice amount would be a lot easier. A lot easier just because it takes out the whole, okay, well, since we're in this situation, is it this or this? So I just think that if they could just change the deck die to be the same as the card die, it would pretty much be the same thing and it would make things a lot more smooth. But overall, I thought it played really well. The cards are really interesting and I like how each time I pulled a card, it had a different effect and most of the time they were completely different, like not even on the same spectrum. And I thought that was a really nice uh, set of options to have. Going into level eight, I gain an extra attack, which will be interesting to see if this is overpowered or not, and the Reckless Gambit, which is part of my archetype. What it does is, if I have a magic effect, whenever I roll a deck die for that magic effect, I add an extra deck die, and then I make a charisma saving throw, and if I pass, the spell goes on, and it does the extra die, but if I fail it, then it does the extra die against me. Ouch. That'll be crazy. I like that little bit of risk in there that, you know, you may end up taking that damage or whatever, so. Alright, we will go ahead and get started. A little bit of background on what, oh wow. Also, go ahead guys, real quick, uh, talk about what you guys got for magic items. Um, so I happened to pick up the trench coat of protection. <laughs> give me that, that, that bonus two saving throws on that plus one AC. Bumping me up to 18, so I am going to be one hard to hit penguin. Luminea was blessed by Torm this week as she received Gauntlets of Ogre Strength. Uh, so now my strength went up to a 19. It actually kind of almost contradicts with the fact that we took the Guiling Strike to increase my attack values. It would have been a 4 anyway, but since we had no chance of knowing that, I wasn't about to try to wreck on anything. Uh, so it won't affect my attack but it will affect my damage. And later when I take, I believe it's Life Drinker, I will be able to add my Charisma modifier on top of that strength for damage. So I see good things coming. Yeah. Pirates like the thunder. And with this wand of magic detection, I can find the good stuff to thunder. <laughs> I like the sales pitch. That was terrible. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's not. It has three charges. 
<laughs> Just for data, though. Uh, yeah, three, yeah, three charges and then it receives 1d3 per add-on. I picked up the circle of blasting. This allows me to cast Scorching Ray once per day, and I think it's a nice little addition to my deck. Alright, we'll go ahead and start then. Um, a little bit of background. Since you guys very successfully uh, hunted up those thieves and villains that were in the sewers, so the guilds would be uh, would have assembled you guys kind of as a militia group, a loose band of allies that would try to root out some of the thieves and whatnot from within the city, because nobody's stupid enough to attack Toronto from outside. I mean, it's a 10 by 10 mile city. It's not something you can just bring down easily. So, um, and it's backed by the guilds and everything. So they, them being the main powerhouse, have decided that it would be good to hire bands of adventurers and whatnot to protect the city. It's their city. Get them invested. Maybe it'll lower crime. So you guys would have been organized to do this, and you worked together on various different missions and jobs for a few years now. Um, yeah, because penguins can live to be 50. Yep. Um, not like our poor nine-year-old cat friend from last time. Um, wasn't it nine or twelve or something like that? I thought you were like three or four. Yeah, I was like three. Yeah, but I mean, you could only, like, your, your maximum age was like twelve or yeah, something like, like that. Yeah, it was weird. Anyway, um, so you guys have been together for a couple years now, working through all sorts of different jobs, and um, they would have told you that since you guys were involved with the last major operation with smuggling goods outside of the city, we're going to send you in on this one as well. So they would tell you somewhere within the city, or close to the city, um, there are ships leaving, smuggling goods out. It's outside of the docks area because there's a blockade, you know, that, that inspects ships coming and going from the dock type area. So it is somewhere right outside or right near the edge of the city um, that is shipping goods out. So they're tasking you guys with trying to find that. They don't know where, but it's obviously either on the east or the west side of the city, as the south side is nothing but water. Um, the entire south side is nothing but docks. So somewhere along the edges of the city, on the east or the west side, where it borders the river on both directions, is um, this cove or cave system, or maybe an abandoned uh, water mill. Something like that is housing uh, some sort of large vessel, and you guys are tasked with finding out where. This mission calls for a gumshoe. Yes, it does. So there's some private investigating. Not just investigating, private. No, I'm not investigating anyone private. <laughs> well, they need to be a cold son of a bitch to handle this job. You believe? I said before, I'm your luck. <laughs> All right, so what would you guys like to do? This is 100% open-ended. You guys are just walking out of whatever private eye building oh, you have. Oh, uh, I do have an igloo. <laughs> Private eye into. Never mind, that doesn't come until our next session. Gotcha. I have a surprise for everyone. Okay. I'm going to follow Tracy's lead because investigation is not my forte. <laughs> uh, I'll be his Bruno. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing a good job of being my own Bruno. I think the easiest thing for us to do will be to skip out and uh, check the outer, the outskirts of the town, see what we can find. Alright, just heading straight to the outskirts. Are you going to try and hit up any of your contacts? Going to try and mug any, or not mug, but uh, try to uh, get any information out of any of the local hole-in-the-wall taverns, any kind of... I think uh, best bet would probably be to start at some of the uh, some of the uh, local watering holes there towards the outskirts where a lot of this 
foot traffic might be taking place here that we can uh, dig up. I can help you with that. Okay. So, uh, go ahead and uh, I'm using the Remarkable Inns in their drinks book that we mentioned in the uh, Long Rest episode. Uh, we're going to roll up a tavern here real quick and see what you guys find. So, go ahead and uh, let me... Go ahead and roll me 2d20. I don't care. Virgil and Micah, if you want, since you both mentioned it. Seven. Six. All right. So we're going to go with the Somber Dagger is the name of this uh, this alehouse that you are walking into. And it's a bit of a gambler's den. Oh. So it's, it's frequented by those, yes... By those who are okay making a quick buck in cards, dice, uh, horse races, I don't know, <laughs> whatever. But it's also, uh, Virgil, you know, it's one of the fronts uh, for the Shadow Guild to sell whatnot. There's a fence in there, not nearly as corrupt as the one that you guys outed in the sewers, but definitely not the uh, nicest place. It's a very unwelcoming bar. It smells of urine and salty brine from being right near to the... uh, No, it's a freshwater, so uh, the river is freshwater. So it's very unwelcoming and kind of dank, musty smell within it. Uh, The only real feature in it is a very large stone fireplace within it, it, which really doesn't help with the the dank, kind of musty smell, you know, because it's very warm in here as well. So you guys enter in. It's very run down, um, very much a hole in the wall um, tavern right on the docks. What would you guys like to do? You want to mosey on into this clip joint, uh, get a slant on the place while I sip on a door on a ski. <laughs> I had a thought. I did. And then you said, okay. I'll simply follow him in and find somewhere that I can park myself and just look as menacing as possible. Lean <laughs> okay. up against a, a, a pole or something. Your sword is big enough, you just kind of lean back, and it just kind of makes a, a pole for you to lean against. Yeah. Uh, now, you uh, you kind of start looking around, and gambler, you know some of the folks here. A lot of the gamblers here are fairly, I don't want to say t- well-traveled, but they don't hit up the same tavern too many days in a row because most of them have tricks. And uh, once you get caught in a bar, you aren't usually welcome to get caught a second time. Well, I instantly jump in on whatever game is going on. All right, yeah, you immediately hit up a dice table, and uh, they're playing Bones. Uh, uh, and so you join in on that game, and I'll go ahead and uh, I'll let you roll uh, three percentile die. If you get higher than a 50% or... Yeah, higher than a 50%, um, you win. If it's higher than a 90%, you take home the jackpot. Virgil, what would you be doing while she's doing that? <laughs> you roll a 100. 51. 51, all right. <laughs> while you're rolling those, I'll let you keep track of them, all three of them. Virgil, what would you be doing? Uh, I'm just going to keep an eye kind of on these two, make sure not, no funny business. And then when he finds somebody he wants to talk to, so I want to use my background feature. I took the variant sailor, which is the pirate, which gets the bad reputation. No matter where I go, people are afraid of me due to my reputation. When I'm in a civilized settlement, I can get away with minor criminal offenses, <laughs> such as refusing to pay for food at a tavern or breaking down doors, uh, uh, since most people will not report my activity to the authorities. So All I'm right. just going to, if we find something like they're cheating, just 
you know, go to town on them because everyone knows you don't mess with Ply Dark Willow. <laughs> okay. What did you roll? Oh. Two pass, one fail. Alright, so you're going to go ahead. You did win um, 20 gold, but you lost 9 of it. So 11 gold is what you got out of gaming. Huh? It's a respectable day of gaming. Yeah, not bad. Alright, uh, while you guys are just kind of looking around, you recognize somebody that you frequently had to pump for information. He's a smug-looking man with a thick beard. He wears leather jerkin that is extremely torn and cut, uh, very filthy. But you know that he's a bit of a shipwreck. He goes from boat to boat, picking, you know, little bits out of any open crate that he can find, and that's how he makes his living. I'll slide up next to him. All right, Bo, I'm going to need you to give me the skinny. <laughs> you know I don't like talking in places like these. Once you get a reputation in one of these here joints, they don't really let you back. Well, then, maybe you want to just take a step outside with me. It'll cost the usual fee. No, nope. run a little short on cash today. Take a snow coat then. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, you're running a little bit short of cash isn't exactly gonna make my mouth start moving. That's a terrible, terrible innuendo I could drop from that. Let's, are, let's are they sitting like the two man, three man, four man table? Uh, where would you have found him at? I probably would have actually been uh, kind of up at the bar using the mirror to kind of keep an eye on the, on the room. When I saw him walk in, oh, we probably would have taken his normal place there in that shady corner at the end of the bar and I would have wandered over. So I got him I got him kind of cornered up against the wall a little bit. Alright, so then you guys would have been you would have been sitting next to him at the bar, I'm sure. So you would be just out on the side but when he starts kind of giving the oh yeah, I don't know about this yeah, yeah, I'll just kind of take a few steps over, lean the sword so it clangs against the table or the bar whatever, All right. I just lean in. Alright, the, the barkeep here is fairly used to brawls and whatnot going on. This isn't exactly the nicest joint. So, the second he sees you get up and you get up and grab at your sword, he starts grabbing bottles and sticking them off the bar and putting them onto the back shelf, knowing probably what's going to happen next. Look, you got two choices. You can either do this the hard way or the harder way. <laughs> and from a penguin, they know ice. So that's 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 pretty hard. Go Let's, ahead and uh, roll the check. Intimidation. That is a yes. Oh. Seventeen to intimidate. Fifteen to help. Okay. Yes. That is more than enough at this point. That he's just like, just, you know how it is. I I, I want to tell you, but I gotta get something out of it for me. Just I'll tell you, but come, just tell you something, what. something. I'll give you one. Next time I have to go for anywhere for information, I'll go somewhere that isn't you. Yeah. Just at least give me at least a fortnight. Just, I gotta line up. Wait, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this much at least. If you go clear over to the east side of town, follow the shore. You go around where the cliffs start rising up. It may look. Like the water is lapping up against the edge of the cliff, but it really ain't. I see, or a friend of mine see. Friend of mine has seen ships going through that wall. I don't know how they're doing it, but just straight through the cliff there. 
If you go out, it's, it's only a couple of miles, right on the other edge of town, right on the east edge of town. All right. Why don't you have a smell from a barrel on me? Slide of my drink. Guys, I think I got us a lead. <laughs> he, he takes the drink, and, and he just kind of ducks his way kind of around it. Well, doesn't duck his and way actually, you. Before he leaves, yes. I will warn you, though. Got a buddy who's a rogue. <laughs> hey, his eyes get a little bit big at that. Rogues are notorious for being in the Shadow Guild. That's that's always a threat. So uh, he, he kind of walks around you holding the drink, and he ducks kind of around your sword, re- really meek-like, and walks clear over to the other end of the bar. He's walking up. That's Julie's going to be wearing himself a wooden kimono one of these days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so where would you guys like to go here? We'll follow up on that lead. He's... Even though he's a kind of a, a sniveling, shady sort, his information's always been reliable for me, so we'll, we'll, we'll follow up on that and uh, go to the east side of town and investigate the waterfront there. All right. So uh, you guys make it all the way to the other end of town, and you're walking along the shore, and you get out a couple of miles, and you're kind of in the general area. The cliffs have started rising up around here as the, the river cuts up towards the mountains in the north, and you're kind of right there along the shore, but you don't see the the water is just hitting the the cliffs like normal. You don't see anything in particular. You guys can give me a perception check. So you still Uh, have that one. I do. Go ahead and first, before you use it, um, take a look. Yeah, give give a perception check. Yeah, that is more than enough. You can see kind of where it, the rock almost looks too perfect. Everything is almost symmetrical kind of in this one little spot, but you're not sure exactly where it is and, and whatnot, and you don't want to get too close, because if there are ships coming out of there, the last thing you want to do is walk in on a fleet. Kind of. I say we case this joint for a couple hours, make sure no one's coming and going. Alright. You guys kind of find a nice little hiding spot. Uh, the, it's pretty barren. This isn't very tropical. Uh, it would be more of a, think, uh, the white shores of Dover. You know, basically just grassy type whatever, cliffs, water. There isn't really much for a beach, isn't really much for um, hiding spots, but you are able to find a couple of boulders uh, that you hide behind right near the shore where you can see both the facing edge, the leading edge of the cliff up on the, kind of up the, to the grassy type shore area, and uh, where the uh, supposed entrance into this cove is. And you're able to watch for a couple of hours. Go ahead and everybody give me a group stealth check. Uh, not going to be very high because you guys are basically hiding behind boulders. Oh, that one. So, okay. Eight. Fifteen. All right. Not very high. Uh, but you guys are able to kind of get behind those boulders and sit and watch. And you don't really see any ships coming through. But you do think you hear and see some noise. Not see some noise. You believe you hear some voices and, and see almost a glow coming from between a couple of bushes, but they aren't, like, they're really oddly placed bushes uh, right up against the cliff face. You, the whole shore is basically devoid of all vegetation other than a few rocks, but there's these very well, healthy, growing bushes right up against the cliff. Let's go take a gander over there, see what we can learn. I'll walk over and uh, just kind of try to squeeze my way through these shrubs. Right as you guys get up to the shrubs, you didn't notice it before, but as you part them, a crossbow bolt fires, and I need a dex. 14. 
14, that is enough to get out of the way as this crossbow bolt shoots straight over your head. They were obviously expecting a normal-sized person. Uh, shoots right over your head. And uh, you kind of... Trying to punch my ticket, eh? Yeah. And you, you see it go over your head. You see hear no other noise. Do you continue to push through, or do you wait and see? The more things that are trying to kill me, the more like I am on the right track. Keep pushing forward. Alright, you keep pushing forward. You get through, and you see kind of a weird cave entrance. You guys, these are my crude. I guess these bushes would be, you know, kind of out front here. But you're able to push through the bushes, and you come into this cave. It is eerily silent, even though there's clearly a crackling fire, campfire in the middle, along with remnants of a couple of pieces of fish or some sort of food here. Barrels are all over the place. There was somebody here, but, you know, less than an hour. Fish. I found his weakness. It yes. lured him in. Exactly. You go up to the campfire, start to reach down for the fish, and all of a sudden somebody shouts and stands up from behind the row of boxes and fires. I need everybody to give me an initiative roll. Who got 20 to 15? Or anybody higher than 20? Nope, 20 to 15. 15 to 10. 13. 14. All right, Virgil, you got 13? 14. 14. Uh, it's quiet. Okay, Mike, you Sorry, got... 12. Tracy got 12. Mike Trace has a 10. 12. Mike got a 15. 10. 10. Goodness gracious. Gonna get this eventually. Oh, what did you add 12? Well, everybody's in the same room. So, Clyde, first, Tracy, second. Actually, Ooh, uh, okay. who has the higher deck? She has the higher decks. Okay. Love it. So, he was able, though, to surprise you guys, so he gets the first shot off. Uh, let me get my stuff out here. Alright, um... So that crossbow bolt comes flying at you. Uh, that might not hit, though. Uh, does 13... No, 13 does not hit, does it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Alright, that 13 does not hit. Uh, you also see, uh... Jumping out from behind the box, a man in kind of bluish purple robes, almost shifting in color. And he is going to go ahead, and I need a constitution save, I believe. Don't you think about the spell from everybody? No, just from you, Micah, and the lead. 14? Oh, sorry, that's 18. I have proficiency with constitution saves. Yes, uh, what was it? 15? 18. 18. Yes, that is enough to resist this poison spray that was shot at you. And last but not least, from the barrels on the other side of the cove. So, uh, the one archer stood up behind this one, shot at you. The illusionist came around, uh, did the poison spray at you. And then another man jumps out from behind the boxes, charges you, and slashes at you three times. Twice with a rapier, once with a dagger. So, the two metal ones are the rapiers. Huh. Oh my god, two nat ones and an eight. Nope, nope, and nope. Wow. wow. What's that like? <laughs> yes. All right. Not getting crit twice in your first round of combat. Exactly. These toughs just tried to ventilate me. <laughs> Get them, boys. <laughs> oh my god. All right, we will go ahead and start. You're pretty sure that you were spotted while hiding behind there, and they were just lying in wait, waiting for you. Clyde, you're up first. I pull out my cutlasses. And I charge the dude that got right up behind Tracy. And I is gonna attack. Alright. 
Uh, which one are you attacking? The large armored man in the plate mail? The... He, yeah, the dude that came up behind him. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the swashbuckler. Yes. Go for it. Hey, that's a 25 to hit. Yes, that will very much hit. Uh, that is four points of slashy damage. Alright. Um, and then I'm going to forego my... Uh, I'm going to break out, so uh, apply a sneak die to the next instance of damage, and then I'm going to hold my bonus action. Alright. Or not use my bonus action for the second attack. Alright, Arla. Okay, I'm going to try attacking with my card. That's 18 on the Illusionist. Yes, that will hit. Okay. I am playing the King of Hearts, the Suicide King. So, I do max damage for my attack and two uh, bonus deck die, but I take half of the total damage. Oh, okay. So oh, that's, that's there's the rub. Yeah, that's there's totally the suicide for you. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. that's the rub, yeah. So that's eight plus eight, so that's 16 total damage for the illusionist. And then as a bonus action, I'm going to draw another card. Okay, we then move on to Tracy. Alright, so, uh, this move with Rapey, I mean, he's gonna find out just what it's like to, uh, go toe-to-toe with a penguin. <laughs> so, being that we are now on opposing sides with that flanking, this yes. is gonna be fun. First attack. Yes, we are using flanking for this game, uh, since you guys haven't had a ton of magic items. That is a 21 to hit. Huh? That will do... 7 damage plus 14 okay Uh, bonus action second attack I don't think it's well well actually I'm going to use my uh, seeker ability Uh, it is the remember exactly what it's called my improvisation uh, says when I miss with a weapon attack I can make another weapon attack as a part of the same action I can use ability a number of times equal to my intelligence modifier Regain the ability, uh, regain all uses on a shorter long rest. So, okay. we're rolling that. <clears throat> that is a 22 to hit. Yes. For seven more damage. Okay. And then that will also, because I hit with two weapon attacks in the same turn, trigger my Seeker's exploit, and I'm going to utilize the open up exploit, which uh, I will actually gain. That second attack deals an additional two points of damage. Okay. And all attacks made against him have advantage until the end of my next turn. Damn! <laughs> or, sorry, the next the next attack made against him has advantage until the end of my next turn. That is crazy. We then move on to all of them. So that was nuts. I was not expecting that much brutalness in the first round. All right. Um, <laughs> What's that like? Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> Speaking of that smart assery, I need oh, a. No. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, since right now Tracy has been the uh, the biggest uh, damage dealer so far, uh, I need a wisdom save for you, Tracy. Oh, that would have been nice. Twelve. That is just short of what you need. On a failed save, the target becomes frightened for the duration. At the end of each of the target's turns, before the spell ends, the target must make a wisdom saving throw or take four d ten psychic damage. On a successful save, the target the spell ends. So you are now frightened. Uh, and then, the illusionist that you were fighting, Pope, um, after he casts that spell, uh, 
he, another image of him appears standing in place uh, right next to where he was. So any creatures have disadvantage on attack rolls against the illusionist. So uh, that happens. The very heavily armored man that was holding that giant crossbow drops it, picks up his great sword, charges, and swings at Virgil. You would be the next one in line. Come at me, bro. He charges up and swings his great sword down at thee. That was a 19 plus 5. I guess. I guess. And you take uh, 7 points of slashing damage from that. Uh, the swashbuckler is then going to attack you again, or attack you, Virgil, because Tracy is currently frightened. And three attacks, two with the rapier, one with the dagger. Fifteen, a thirteen, and a lot more than that. Uh, my AC is seventeen. Okay, so the two miss, but the dagger does hit. You will take, ouch, seven points of damage from that dagger strike. Okay, now I'm going to use my uncanny dodge. Okay to uh, have that. Alright, uh, we then move on to Luminea. Well, I'm going to go ahead and charge in and hit the fellow that currently has advantage. Well, the one who we have advantage against. Yes, the swashbuckler. So now, um, here's where hopefully I get, to, I'm going to talk this up and then I'm going to roll and see terrible things. Okay. Uh, but uh, again, with uh, the Guiling Strike and our new proficiency bonus, I have a plus eight. Nice. Attack with this sword and with advantage. That'll be a 17 for 25. Yes, that will definitely hit. Um, and that'll become 2d6 plus 4. Thanks nice. to my gauntlets. Nice. Um, okay, and I rolled a 5 and a 1. Um, something that didn't come up last time is another homebrew invocation that uh, was also on the DD wiki. It's called Martial Prowess. Um, you select a great uh, weapon proficiency or uh, a fighting style from the, from the fighter class. And add a two to you. So I chose the great weapon proficiency. I can reroll results of one to two on damage dice, even all new results. So I'm gonna reroll that one into another one, but it was still fun to try. So <laughs> five plus four for nine damage. Alright. Six plus four. Oh, six plus four, I'm sorry, yeah, ten. Yes, ten. There we go. Thank you. Much easier to battle. <laughs> and that brings him down to bloodied. We then move on to Clyde in round two. Okay. Um I'm going to uh, use my uh, shift around so I have advantage on the big guy. Okay. And I will attack. That's a uh, 24 to hit. Yes, 24 will hit. Okay. You mean the heavy ar- heavy armored guy or the advantage guy? He doesn't have, he, he doesn't have advantage. He would if he's flanking, but because my kid would attack... It's the next attack after, before the... Okay, yeah, no, I just meant, are you attacking the swashbuckler guy that everybody's been attacking, or the knight? Because you said the big guy, didn't you? The guy I attacked last time. Oh, okay, yeah, no, you're good, go ahead. Uh, that's nine points of slashing damage. Alright. And I am going to... Is everyone attacking the swashbuckler? Yes. I'm, I'm not attacking anybody right now. No, but everybody that has, other than Hope, um... Because okay. you're ranged. Okay, then I'm going to actually use my sneak die... Uh, since everyone's attacking the Slosh Buckler. That's uh, 6, 11, 12, 13 additional points. Alright, that is exactly what you needed to kill him. Alright, we are then on to... Uh, wrong thing. Harla. Yeah. Alright, I'm going to switch to the big guy. Okay. Okay. 
That is a ten. Yes. Oh no, ten will not hit. Sorry. Not, so, okay. All right. Um, but you have an extra attack, so try it again. That's even worse. Right. <laughs> so it's a bonus action. I'm just gonna draw another card. All right, Tracy, it is your turn. Um, so is it the beginning of my turn? I make wisdom save. Correct. Uh, no, it's. Uh, let me see here. Um, at the end of each of the target's turns, before the spell ends, the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 40 10 seconds. Yep. So at the end of your turn. So I'm gonna be 50 feet away. A frightened creature has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls, while the source of its fear is within line of sight. The creature cannot willingly move closer to the source of fear. Okay, so I, I didn't move to begin with. Yeah. So, so, source of my fear is the sorcerer. Yes, which uh, is basically right over here by the campfire. The uh, the big guy, the knight, would be standing somewhere right here. The swashbuckler was somewhere next to him. You were kind of in the middle right by the campfire. All right. Um, so you would be within probably five feet of the knight. All right, well, we aren't flanking him yet, are we? Vir- yes, Virgil moved into flight. Okay, well then, in that case, that'll just negate the advantage I would have had. Mm-hmm. So I'll go ahead and make the attack against him. Uh, use my one of my uh, improvisation points. That is a 16 to hit. No, not quite enough. Alright, bonus action, second attack. That is a 22 to hit. Yes. <laughs> a minimum damage. Five points of damage, and now I guess I make my wisdom save. Twenty-five? Yes, that is enough. The effect ends. Oh, booby. I was hoping they could take damage. Alright, uh, we then move on to the enemies. The illusionist is very unhappy about having dropped his fourth level spell slot and lost it. So he is going to go ahead and cast... Let's see, there we go. Uh, I need... Two, Mike. I need you to make me an intelligence saving throw. Oh no. Um, fourteen minus one for thirteen. Thirteen. That is exactly what you need. Damn it! Huzzah! <laughs> All right. Um, on a failed save, on a success, nothing happens. Yeah, absolutely nothing happens. So screw that. But uh, another one of his forms appear. I mean, that same form is still there, so everybody has disadvantage on it. Damn illusionist. Um, okay, we then move on to... Oh, uh, never mind. You guys can't see that. The knight is going to go ahead and swing his greatsword down at... Make it random. Four. He can't get to you, Hope, because you're far away, so I'm going to remove that. Two. Mike. He gets slammed with a great axe. A great sword. Uh, does a 15 hit? No, 18. Alright, then uh, he totally misses you with that. On to... Uh, Luminea. Alrighty. Um, I feel like I need to, at the very least, tie up this this spellcaster while everybody else kind of works works around the other guy. Um, so I'm gonna, do I have range enough where I can make a movement and get an attack on him, or do I need to... You take an opportunity attack, but you can get to him. Uh, let's go ahead and... Are, am I involved in the flanking on him? Yes, but there's two other people. Uh, still, they would still have fun. Okay, so will I have? Yes, you will have advantage. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and say on him then, uh, rather than, than opening myself up to an attack. Okay. That I'll make a comment that his magic seems weak to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> taunt him a little bit. Um, so a 16 plus 8, 24. Yes, that will hit the knight. I want to note that the advantage is saving me because on both of these I've rolled a good number and a one. <laughs> so, 
2d6 plus 4. And a 5 and a 2. Great weapon proficiency. Reroll the 2. For another 2. <laughs> I'm consistent. 7 plus 4 for 11 damage. Alright. We did not enjoy that. Uh, we then move on to Clyde in round 3. Okay. I'm going to attack the knights. That's a 23 to hit? Yes. For 8 points of slashing damage. Alright. And then I'm going to break out, so I'm going to save the hit dive, or the sneak attack for the next attack. Alright, and he was dropped below bloody for that. Yes. <laughs> on to Arla. Okay. So, for my first action, I'm going to play my ace card. In my deck, I only have one. And it's the ace of clubs, and it's all luck. Upon the card being played, I re-roll all uses of the tip of the scales feature, which I haven't used yet, but when I rolled it, it was a one, so I'm re-rolling that into a three, which is very nice. Uh, the tip of the scales allows me to use that three to add it to add it or subtract it from any roll that I make. Nice. And additionally, for the next eight hours, I can re-roll any natural one or two, and I crit on 19 and 20. That is crazy powerful. Holy crap. Yeah. The aces are the best cards, and until you reach 10th level, you can only have one in your deck. That's cool. So, uh, now for the extra attack. That is... That's a 12 for the knight. Uh, 12 to hit or damage? 12 to hit. Oh, no, that does not hit. Okay. Oh, then I'll just use my bonus action to draw a card. Alright. Tracy. Well, this should be fine. You know, you shouldn't believe everything you read. I'm gonna cast Ether Vault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ethereal God. light emanates from my limbs as my movement becomes light and swift as a breeze. <laughs> For the duration, opportunity attacks I provoke are made at disadvantage, and I have advantage on acrobatics checks. I'm going to choose to utilize the. So that that's, that is a bonus action to cast that spell. With no action required, I am going to gain a fly speed of 30. <laughs> Float like a penguin, sting like a bee. While flying in this way, I do not provoke opportunity attacks. And I have advantage on any attacks that I make. Oh so I'm going to make God. my attack against this big, ugly brute. Float like a penguin, yes. sting yes. like a bigger penguin. Yes, you, you like float up to his face and just start going crazy. <laughs> exactly. That is a 22 to hit. Yes. I'm going to use my reaction to reroll. For uh, six points of bludgeoning damage. Plus 12. Boom! <laughs> 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 no joke. Takes him down to, to single digit health points on that strike. You got a thick skull there, son. <laughs> give me that much. <laughs> oh my god, it is now their turn. The knight, not I'm going only... to finish up by just oh. floating just out of reach of him. Okay, floating back uh, 10 feet? Yep. Okay. The penguin, or the knight, having no idea what just happened with this floating penguin, <laughs> strikes out at the nearest target, which would be uh, odd or even. Uh, even. So strikes at the rogue. And that was a nat one. He is out of sorts completely. The illusionist. It cracked him good there. <laughs> no joke. Now I've thrown him off his rhythm. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> Anybody's seen the new John Delaney special? I have not yet. Oh, he goes invisible. 
out of existence, the illusionist oh, disappears. Huh? Yes, goes invisible. Uh, we then move on to Luminea. Hmm. So we still got this guy to worry about, huh? Yes, the illusionist disappeared. Well, I... Can you go? I just have to get to Because I do have the spell magic as one of my spells that I picked up. I can do mine without expense. I, I can... If I only I, get two spells. If I can hit with him for two attacks. If I can hit him twice, he is well, I do have it. I mean, A, it's good to where you were, and B, I get advantage on all attacks while I'm flying. So that would cancel out the disadvantage I get from his classes. Alright. You want me going when doing this whirlwind thing? Give me one round of, of trying to, to lock him down. Alright, we'll give you a shot. So I will attack on this fella. He's almost dead anyway. Um, ew. Uh, 6 plus 8, 14. No, not enough. Sad. <clears throat> Alright, uh, we then move on to Virgil. Uh, Clyde, round 4. Yep. Go on for the big time. Uh, that's gonna hit. Yes. Uh, 6 points of slashy damage. How do you finish him? I just go for the sl- uh, oh, uh, he's got a great sword, great sword and plate mail. Plate mail. I'm just gonna try and get like underneath the arm, just into the into the chest cavity from under the arm. Yes, tear around a little bit. There you go. Pull her back out. Um. Then, uh, I will run to. Let's see. What can I use cunning action? For? Dash, disengage, or hide. And use it for using on yeah. Uh, that I don't remember. I, don't, I, th- I think the thief gets that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, dash, disengage, or hide. Okay, never mind. Um, then, uh, do I have enough movement speed to get to where the illusionist was? Yes, he was only 15 feet away. I'm going to run to where he was, yeah. and I'm going to slash with the other cutlass. Okay. He is not within five feet. He is not? No. Okay. Alright, we then move on to... You never you never move and then go invisible. Yes, it's terrible. Yes, tactic. it is. Uh, then we move on to Arla. All is quiet. All is quiet. Sorry. Well, I'm going to use my action to sit here and shuffle my deck so I can get a deck point back. Okay. Tracy, uh, anything as a bonus action? No. Okay, Tracy. So where on the map was he when he went in, when he went invisible? He was right here in between the barrels. All right. I am going to... I'm going to venture a guess that he uh, hightailed it out rather than try to face an entire group of armed adventurers head on. Guys, I think he might have went yellow on us. Going to, uh, I'm gonna make my way towards the far kind of into that next set of up, up. up there. Yep, just kind of that intersection, staying low to the ground in case I run into it by accident. What's your movement speed? Because you would have well, been I'm, right here and you move back ten feet to one of these. I move thirty. All right, you're right there. Do you want to give me a perception check or anything as an action? I use my bonus action to search. There you go. You use your bonus action to search. You see that there are footprints leading up to 
right basically where that torch is. So that would be 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Yeah, so right about where that torch is, you see the footprints in. Alright, um... Well, let's have a little bit more fun. I'm going to use, for my action, I'm going to use my spell sword's incantation. <laughs> okay. So my hands exude magic vapors, which coat any weapons I'm holding, and flare up when I attack until the spell ends, I deal an extra d4 damage whenever I hit a creature with a melee attack, and my melee attacks get a range of 10 feet. So next time I go to swing, and someone's going to go to hurt. That he's within 10 feet. <laughs> that was an action. Oh, so that was an action. Okay. I can't actually make an attack on him yet. All right. Like, guys, why don't you come up here and uh, give this guy a bruising? All right. We then move on to the invisible person's turn. The invisible person's turn maintains invisibility. <laughs> Big surprise. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, we then move on to Luminea. Oh, uh, well, I'll follow the, uh, the request of our Gumshoe. And how much movement do I need to get to where he Excuse is? Me. I am a You can, with 30 feet, you can get to exactly where the footprint's in. All right, let's make a 30-foot movement to there. Okay. And then, can I get like a passive perception? Anything, anything that you would I'm not looking for answers, just kind of a, an idea. Yeah. So should I keep going? You're, yeah. Judging from the direction and where he was pointing, the logical deal, you're pretty sure he probably would have continued on. Okay. So, because one of my questions about that was, with the spell magic, it says, choose one creature, object, or a magical effect within range. Now, that's 120 feet. So, magical effect would be invisibility. Correct. But if I can't see where it is, would it still work? I'll let you make an arcana or uh, arcana or perception check to target the spell. If it's higher than... Because I still don't know that I want to use the spell slot necessarily. Yeah. I was just curious through reading it that uh, when dealing with something that I can't see, could I still... Because it says select a magical effect. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't say a magical effect that you can see, but this is probably one of the few that yeah. would. I'm um, gonna, like I said, I'm gonna, if you make a check higher than a 10, average, um, I'll let you successfully target it if you want to use On perception? Yeah, but you have to commit to it before you... Oh, that'll that. be an 11. Okay, yeah, so you can target the spell if you want to, if you cast it. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. All right. I don't want him running off and rallying a truce. All right. I feel like that's worth one of my spell slots. So, you, casting uh, Dispel Magic, so... I shuffle up, get in there, kind of get a feeling for where it's at, and then verbal and somatic. <laughs> All right. You are able to dispel it, and he appears right at the edge of what appears to be a strange glowing pool of water. Oh, this ain't happening, son. Okay, we then move on to Clyde in the beginning of round five. Okay, I'm going to use my full movement speed to run up to where <coughs> as close as I can get. Yep, you would get basically right there sharing a square with Luminea. Cutting, a- cutting action to dash. Okay. <laughs> uh, ah! Naruto run. Arms clean straight back. <laughs> Not the swords. Um, yeah, from there, I am going to... I don't know, grapple, shove, or attack him. I'm going to all attack him. Okay. Uh, that's a 23 to hit. 23, yes, that will definitely hit, because he had to... Yeah. That's 7 points of slashing damage. Alright. And then bonus action attack. Or no, I use my bonus action to dash. Never mind. Yep. Okay. Good to go then. Uh, sleep die- Oh no, you wouldn't have nope, advantage. Didn't have advantage. Yep. 
Alright, uh, Arla, it is your turn. You could move up kind of where you were standing. You guys were all kind of within this yeah. same deal. You can get up to the line of sight. Okay. 5, yeah. 10, 15, 20, 25 feet, basically. 20, 25, I'll do the item. Alright. Works for me. Okay. Uh, I am going to attack my cards. Okay, uh, that is an unnatural 20. Yes. Okay, good. Because I'm using my Queen of Hearts, which allows me to get two deck points back. It doesn't do any damage. I don't... It doesn't say that it does any damage, even though I attacked, so I'm just going to play it as I just get the effect. Double. And then... Yeah, no, I don't want to do that yet. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to regularly attack with cards against her for my second attack. That is a 16. Yes. Okay. So that's five points of damage. All right. And bonus action, draw a card. Okay, well below bloodied at this point. Uh, on to Tracy. All right, so you said it's about 25 feet away? Yep. I'd like to get around on the other side of it to keep him from diving into the pool. Yep, I can say, Virgil, you probably would have come up on this side or so and get to the other side. All right, so I'll, I'll swing up beside him. Day is not your lucky day, son. Okay. Just hovering there about eye level, so. <laughs> it's like Flappy Bird only with penguins. <laughs> 25 to hit? Yes. 6, 79 points to him. One point to death. And then bonus action, extra attack. Alright, if you hit, they are dead. 21 to hit. Yes. Just pow! Alright. Thank you, I can make a fist-ish. <laughs> I've had about enough of your nonsense. It sounds like being hit with a, with a fish, just that wet slap. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's terrible. Okay, important question. Do you knock him back into the pool, or do you just knock him to the ground? I'd probably go to the ground. I, I, don't, I don't want him in that one. Okay, he collapses to the ground. If that's where he was trying to get, that's why I don't want him to yeah, be. Exactly. He gets, he falls to the ground and everything goes silent. You guys want to do from here? Go through his pockets. Well, yeah, loot the body. Huh? Loot the body. Loot the body, of course. Where's my loot die? You guys find Art. Uh, we're gonna go with, he has on him a uh, strange medallion. Uh, very finely wrought, so probably worth a few gold pieces if you can sell it to the right person. Not quite art, but I don't know what art you would carry. We're going to go to a real instead. Give it to the world. Alright, on the other bodies you find uh, whatever they would have been using. Uh, plate mail that won't really fit anybody. Uh, a heavy crossbow and a great sword, and then on the uh, swashbuckler, you find a uh, rapier, a dagger, and leather arm. But there's all sorts of crates and boxes here full of all sorts of stolen goods. I am going to, now that we've kind of dealt with that situation at hand, I'm going to go uh, do some detective work around all those crates and boxes, see if we can kind of get a finger on what exactly is being moved through here, and, uh, and, and see if we can kind of glean who might be who, who it might be also be going to do. Alright, this is the uh, rum storage room. Uh, no. <laughs> there's nothing stolen. Yeah, there's no nothing stolen. This was an empty cavern. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, uh, within the crates and boxes, you guys find everything from pots and pans to um, fine silverware in China to uh, weapons, nothing super fancy, but like a box of daggers. Uh, basically, just crap. Stuff that has been stolen off of other ships, uh, that kind of stuff. So nothing super important, but lots of it. Seems kind of odd running this kind of a, running this large scale operation just to shuffle trinkets. You guys did see when you were kind of in that main area that there were several other areas um, of other things around them. So you found uh, when you were kind of up there uh, by that torch, you saw another campfire with a bunch of abandoned sleeping bags with uh, small trunks and whatnot. Another back kind of room that had barrels in it, uh, and uh, another part of the cavern that continued on up that you haven't really had a chance to investigate yet. Let's go scoop those up. Nothing here. Take a look at the water. You go green and glowing, right? Let's say you go take a look at the water, I'll go scoop around those other barrels that we saw. I'll pull out my wand of detect magic. Okay. And I will use it near the water. Alright, the water glows slightly. What school of magic? Oh, conjuration. Something with conjuration. Was he trying to summon something? I'm not a magic user. No idea. That's terrible. Ooh, does that little amulet thing... Magical? Wait, wait, wait. Let me... Yeah, okay, conjuration or necromancy? I'm not... I don't know which without looking up the specific... Jeez! <laughs> Bad things. Is the amulet glowing at all? The amulet is not. Not on my It was made of silver, very, very pretty, worth, you think, about... Amulet. Worth about five or six gold pieces. Yeah, not bad. That's a, that's a night at the end. Mm-hmm. That's a night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or that can half a night in a really good Or a night at that shady little dive down the street. <laughs> you guys pay for stuff? <laughs> or it'll be like, like I'll go into a, a quick diatribe about the importance of law and commerce <laughs> by contributing to society. And he just gives me the look. That's <laughs> lost. Exactly. So, what would you guys like to do? For well, they're poking around the, uh, the 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 pool. I'm going to go top. I'm going to go uh, toss those barrels over into the other room. All right, you're going to go to the front room here where you guys ran and start opening them, or kind of through the sleeping area to where you saw barrels. In the back? Well, I already looked through the front room. That's yes. where you set all the. So I'm going to go to the the far room as the abandoned sleeping bags. Okay. Um, you're with your passive perception. Yeah, within the uh, bedrolls and whatnot, you find a total of you find five pouches um, that all have it says small amounts of loot. So I'm just gonna roll it all and take it times five to ten. Oh well, you find fifty. Uh, oh wait, no, that's a one. Double zero is ten. So you find uh, five gold pieces worth of small change in those uh, pouches, and in the far room. These are all barrels of fine alcohol. Wines, rums, whiskeys, ales, very fine, fine alcohols. This one. Crack. I just walk back out with a, with a glass of whiskey. Just nothing to see here, boys. Let's carry on. <laughs> Remind us to come back for that. I can make some money off that. I can cost you some money on it, too. <laughs> Alright. So, where would you guys like to go from here? Continue on up through? 
But are you making any kind of attempts to be stealthy at all? Probably should. Yeah. Probably should. I mean, if, if that tussle didn't echo down far enough to bring other people, I don't. I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. But I mean, you never know. Take that. Ugh, five. I have no stealth ability. I am a penguin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fifteen. Okay. Eleven. Eleven. You roll. Ooh, one. Okay. Uh, so you guys. No, I rolled a two. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, so it wasn't a nat one. No. So it was a tie. So um, you guys are. Not making a ton of noise, but, you know, there's just enough clank with your armor, just enough, you know, rattle of uh, things that you don't really see when you step on, you know, pieces of broken glass, you know, crunch under your feet as you're walking through. And as you enter into this next room, it is a disgusting mess. This is probably where they interrogated folks that uh, weren't supposed to be here where they cut the fingers off of thieves who tried to steal from what they were supposed to bring in, um, stowaways that they didn't want getting back to town, uh, that kind of thing all occurred in this room. Uh, There are several empty cages up against the side walls. Uh, There's a table laden with fingers and whatnot, bits that have been chopped off, and lots of blood in the middle of this table. other than that, there's nothing else really in here, but you do hear a great kind of echoing, rolling of waves noise coming through the next exit uh, on the other side of the uh, cavern type. Uh, the lapping of water up against rock. So there's nothing left in any of those, ca- any of those cages or anything? Nothing that would be worthwhile. A couple of rags, uh, whatever contents were in the stomachs of whoever was kept there. Uh, a couple of fingers, toes, uh, all sorts of nasty torturing type things. Uh, there's nothing worth, not, not, nothing here worth dawdling for. In my, in my professional opinion, we go that way. Raise an eyebrow and turn professionals. <laughs> we'll put it this way. Have I led you wrong yet? I've been doing this for at least five years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what would you guys like to do from here? That's Just go into that. Like, I guess so. Yeah, that would be. You, fifty years is. I, 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 I become an adult at ten, and we live to be about fifty. So that's like a fifty year life, right there, doing investigative work. Or, no. Uh, yeah. All right. So you guys kind of squeeze through this narrow passage and look through. It's very dark in this um, cave that you were in. Not very dark, but dim light. Uh, so you're looking into this next brightly lit area, and there's a bunch of, there's a lot of confusion uh, happening, because where you can recognize kind of the landscape outside that cove, that was what was a stone face. You know, what looked like a stone face from the outside has now disappeared. And so there's all sorts of noise and stuff going on. Uh, sailors, not sailors, but pirate, you know, thieves, whatnot, throwing boxes and stuff onto this this large ship as they're getting ready to depart because something is clearly happening. That illusory wall that was there is no longer there. So it's the illusionist that was keeping that wall. That would be a pretty good determination. We're pretty good at this detective. All right, there, you boys. see. You see, like I said, there are several people carrying large boxes and barrels up this ramp, getting it up there. And when I say several, like eight or nine, you know, people 
all carrying boxes and crates and stuff up this real quick. And you see a man with a uh, kind of a leather mask over his face and goggles that you guys recognize as some sort of dark vision type goggles, uh, laden in all black with uh, daggers kind of lining the side. Think, um, you know, almost like that V for Vendetta thing. You know, just daggers absolutely everywhere, you know, leather mask and whatnot. Um, seems to be approaching you guys, uh, approaching towards where that cave entrance is. And oh, he's not approaching uh, us, but just coming uh, in our direction. Where, no, yes, coming in your direction, uh, kind of around this boulder that's uh, in this little cove-type area. He snaps his fingers, and uh, two men with rapiers uh, start to follow him up that direction. Listen, is he going to, is he going to give us permission to die? <laughs> you probably guess that that is his intention as he is walking up this beach or up this kind of cove area. I can commandeer my own ship. <laughs> I'm excited. What would you guys like to do? Do you uh, want to... Well, it's clear that how close is it? How many rounds before he gets to us? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, uh, five, thirty, five, forty. So about a round, so about six, eight seconds is when we right. um, In this time, I'd like to cast Mirror Image on myself. Okay. Well, he's doing that. I'm going to pop my final second level spell slot. We're going to use another spell swords incantation. Alright, do you guys want to kind of wait for him to come in and ambush him? Do you want to take him, you know, take the fight to them out here? What do you guys want to do? I'm actually going to find everyone up there. Keep an eye out for the mooks and the lugs. Make sure that we don't get, we don't get, uh, even the ones, even the ones that are like, Loading the, load, they're gonna have to stop what they're doing, drop their stuff, and like barrel to us. Just, yeah, you like see, it just, just takes just, a while to get a ship going. Yeah, yeah you see all sorts of crates and barrels. And, and also, the the more we distract them from getting the ship loaded, the less likely they are to just like sail off and leave these guys. I'm not, I'm not saying not to. I'm just saying keep your wits about you. I'm gonna tell you. I have a considerable shortage of wits. I'll keep my wits about me. <laughs> so we're going for it. Whatever you guys want to do, as soon as you decide, I'm, roll initiative. Look, I've only got a minute's worth of this. Let's do this. All right, so everybody roll the initiative, and you'll jump out. What? Oh, God, I finally got a good initiative. 21. <laughs> What's that? 21. All right. Anybody higher than that? 22. No. Son of a man. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> We're your bragging. I, I got a good initiative. 20 well, to 16. We both rolled 19. Nice. He did pretty good, too. Nice. But well, we both rolled my phone. Nine. Nine. Twelve. All right. We will go ahead and start. If you guys jump out, I will give everybody a surprise round. Oh, it would wow. be about 35 feet away, unless you guys want to kind of wait. It's a good thing I got that 25 feet of movement. I can actually still say that. They're 35 feet away? Right now they are. They're walking your guys' way. You can wait until they get a little bit closer, and once they hit about 30 foot, you can jump out or whatever you guys want to do. I need 25 feet. That's all I need. That's... I can move 25 feet. I can move my full move and still hit them with my uh, spell swords incantation. Okay, you guys want to wait until they get within 25 feet then? Yeah, let's go. Oh, well, 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 let them get in. That way I can actually try to grapple somebody. <laughs> all right. They get within 20, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. So they get within about uh, 25 feet there and you guys are able to jump out. So go ahead, everybody can do a surprise round. Alright, I'm gonna try and play my uh, lucky sevens. If I roll a nat 20, he's dead. Oh god. Didn't think so. Okay. 
Okay. Nice try. Hail Mary. <laughs> okay. So, so you just kind of... Is that all that is? Is if you yeah. roll a natural 20, it, it drops yep. the opponent to zero. Yep. I see. Awesome. Hey, worth a try. So you just kind of run back around this direction so you can see them, kind of get out of the way? And yeah. Then, okay. All right. You know, I so would add that. Back. I would make it multiples of seven. Yeah. So that if you roll an attack with some modifier, and if that is a multiple of... If it becomes... The lower you roll, the better, right? So, like, if it's a 21, then he does something. If it's a 14, it's, yeah, it's better. And if it's 7, exactly, that goes. Because at a certain point, you're less likely to die. say you have a by yeah, the multiple. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if it's 21, it's just three times. You drop it by a third of their health. Yeah. 14 cool. is double, so half their health. And 7 is 100%, so it drops it. That would be, cool. that would be interesting. Do I, can I take a bonus action or not on this Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. a full action. Okay. Yeah, so you've used your movement to get out of the way, you've used your action for the card, you have a bonus action. Alright. I draw my card. Alright, we then whoever wants to go next. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh waddle out there. See the guy with the basket in the right hand? Yeah. Alright. It's like Hey buddy, how you doing today? <laughs> and uh, I'm going to uh Saddle up to him and start wailing on him. Okay, the main guy or one of the swashbucklers? I'm actually going to attack the main guy. That's another angle. All right, go for it. (laughs) That is a twin T to hit. Yes. And that will be three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten bludgeoning damage. Okay. And bonus action extra attack. Uh... We're going to use my uh, improvisation, my last usage of that. Does not hit. So, uh, yeah, I popped him a little bit. Okay. Uh, who would like to go next? I charge out, and I get right next to the guy that's flank it. I'm going to be like, I'm taking your ship! That's a 20 to hit? 20 does hit. That's 9 points of damage. Okay. And since it's a prize round, ah! <laughs> Hope is just like, oh, how did she, she's got okay. catatonic? Uh, I'm gonna use my sneak attack because I pretty good. Seventeen additional points to that. Okay, and then bonus action. Um, we'll attack again. Okay. Uh, that's a seventeen to hit. Yes, and that's five points of damage. All right. We move on then to you're the only one that hasn't gone yet. Um. So the guy with the rape, the guy who's in charge, he obviously has two people dealing on him. Like yes. Uh, I'll head to the one on the right, the one that's closest to the interior wall there. All right. And I'll make a run in. Uh, no advantage on that. So on him. But I've got mirror image up, so I can take attacks from him. Uh, 12 plus 8 for 20. Yes, that will hit. 6 plus 4. Um, a 6 and a 2. Reroll the 2. Okay. And a 3, so 9 plus 4 for 13 damage. Not too bad. Alright, then we start initiative. Order regularly with Clyde. Slashy slash slash. Uh, that's a 21 to hit. Yes. And 4 points of slashing damage. Uh, okay. And I'm going to break out. All right. Luminea. Um, I'll maintain my attack on this new fella on the side. And 
So 24 to hit? Yes. Six. Uh, which I can re-roll that. No, that's not. Okay, so nine plus four for 13. Okay. All right, Tracy, it is your turn. Keep with the punching. As a bonus action, I'm going to attempt to grapple him. Okay. That was a 17 oh. plus... That 20? What is the 26. number? 26. Yep, no, that's more than what he was able to come up against, so he is grappled. Don't worry, guys, I got him again. <laughs> Full Nelson. <laughs> okay, and is he prone, or is that something that you can... That's that's, I just have him grappled. Okay. Let me look something up. <laughs> Actually, I just see the flippers are over his eyes. He's just like hanging on. The guy's blinded. Can't see. Flailing about. Little penguin body. Just this. Okay. So we then move on to them. The uh, guy that you are on, um, uh, Luminea is going to attack you three times, twice with a rapier, once with a dagger. Holy cow! Yep. Uh, the surprise round was... Alright, uh, plus six to hit, so uh, only both of the, the one rapier and the one dagger will hit you, because uh, 14 plus six is 20. Yep. Uh, the other one will not. So you take... So I do have mirror image up. Oh, yes, so, that's right. Uh, let's so see here. Each time a creature hits. target hits you with an attack during a spell duration, roll these one to determine. Uh, if you have three duplicates, roll a six or higher to change the attack to a duplicate. And that is a six or higher, so one duplicate goes down. Yep. And I have two, roll an eight or higher. So that one actually hits me. Okay. And that one I'll say was the dagger, so you take six points of damage from that dagger. Six, six, six. Okay. And then the third one. Uh, missed entirely. Missed entirely. All right. Yes. The other swashbuckler is going to go up next to Tracy and attack you. Get off the boss! Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and ouch! Uh, none of those will hit. Uh, the highest was a ten. Okay, but the thief, uh, the master thief, is totally okay. Just staying grappled and going to stab. Uh, let's gonna go ahead and say. Uh, let's see, you two would be within five feet. So, Virgil, that would be you. Yep. None of them hit. Um, so then we will move on to Arla. Okay, first I shuffle, and then I am playing my seven of diamonds. So, I want the, uh, captain guy or whatever that, you know who I'm talking about, yeah. yeah. Alright, he needs to roll a d20 against five. That was a five. Sixteen. Cool. Alright. So since I roll higher than he does, he takes all this damage. <laughs> Alright. And I also re-roll once. So that's a four. So that's 20 points of damage. Plus okay. 16. <laughs> that was enough to almost bring him down. Okay. And then... What extra the pickout's fine. You can add 16 damage to something that's crazy as that. Uh, 16 does hit, yes. Okay. What's 17? Well, 17 level? It does 17. That's two. Oh, I get a reroll of two. Basically, a single Six points of damage. Alright. He is almost dead. Oh, wait, no, I gotta. I forgot. He has uh, uncanny dodge. So let me take that. Gross. How dare they? 
Okay, uh, we then move on to Clyde, beginning of round two. Alrighty. Uh, I'll attack the big guy because he's right there. Uh, that's a 24 to hit. Yes. And that's six points of slashy damage. Alright. And then I'm gonna break out, and that be my turn. Alright. Luminea. I'll maintain attacks against this fella. <laughs> Uh, 12 makes it a 20. Okay, yes. Holy sixes! Uh, so 12, 16 damage. Not too shabby. Okay, uh, that was enough to drop him below bloody. Tracy! Uh, has anybody, real quick, has anybody taken damage? Like, significant damage? Oh, significant. Uh, where, where, how much have you taken? I've taken 10 points. Um, I have 8 dice that I can use for even right, and that's a bonus action, so I'll spend 2 of them. To throw two dice at you. Okay. He literally four. just takes two dice out of his I did, I actually threw them towards the uh, So seven back to you. Okay. Good. Thank you. That is like, the greatest thing for me. I could be a melee character and just like throw hit points a little bit here and there. Exactly. Tracy. This, this is going to be fun. All right. Uh, going to keep, uh, keep pummeling on this thief. All right. That is a 20 something. Yes. For six, nine points of damage. How do you end him? Plus thirteen. How do you end him? I may have, I may have inadvertently just punched this man in the back of the forehead. Spin <laughs> <laughs> just or flipper just clears through the face. I mean, clears through the back of the head. He punched him in the back of the forehead. Whoops! Whoops! Do you want to play a game? <laughs> so I. Uh, Extra attack against that guy. <laughs> All right. Oh god. Jesus. Oh, I wish I could have used this guy. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. That was a crit, by the way, folks at home. Twelve. Twenty-three points of damage <laughs> to him. Jesus. Um, oh, I wish I could. And then, because that. I hit with two attacks, I am going to. Uh, Attempt to grapple that guy now, too. <laughs> that is a 25 to grapple. Yeah, that, that grapples. Like, guess what, buddy? You're next! Just jumping <laughs> from the backs of everyone. Just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is exactly what is happening. Uh, I think we need to start testing the penguin here for steroid usage. Because uh, he just, like, uh, crazy. You know, All right. With Tuna, you worry about Mercury. Penguins, you got to worry about steroids. And they're just exactly. Sardine, anyone? <laughs> That's <laughs> what does it. Yeah, exactly. Popeye on sardines. Okay, um, where we're going to go from there then, um, I forgot to mention it last time, but I rolled to see how many of those guys on the boat noticed that there was a battle going on, and four of them have departed from the boat, and they made it 30 feet, which is almost to the boulder, uh, where they were going, so they're uh, now 20, they would be 20 feet, so they are going to approach as well. Four well actually, wait, if, if, if I, if I would have seen them coming, I'd be like, you sure you want a part of this? Intimidate, okay. What was that? Uh, 15. 15. Two of them are scared penguinless or something, and uh, they would turn around and go the other way. But you lily living shops, you come and get some! Yes. Two of them do continue to advance towards you. Um, so the one swashbuckler is going to attack uh, you, Luminea. All right. Three attacks again. Uh, what's your AC? 18. 18. Only one will hit. Okay. I will 
attempt to roll an eight or better. Uh, that's a 20, so he strikes one of my mirror images. All takes right. me down to just one. And then uh, the one swashbuckler that you are grappling is going to use their action to try to escape. That was a 13. I rolled a 13 plus. Yep. So 19 to maintain grapple. They continue to be grappled. The two little guys, I did not make stats for them, so let me find appropriate minions. Commoner. Huh? Commoner. Commoners, yes. <laughs> I'm going to go with Kraken Priests or Champions. Your guys' choice. Uh, I prefer Warlord, please. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Warlord is in here. You asked for it. Kidding. No. Uh, what? Yeah. That's some good help they hired. <laughs> no joke. Especially just carrying boxes. I can actually, I can actually have two people grapple at once. <laughs> One flipper. Are you me. kidding me? Why? Two that's that's like base rules. That's ridiculous. As long as you have at least one free hand, you can initiate another grapple. One free hand. <laughs> you don't have it. <laughs> you want to meet this hand? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I've been teasing Micah about this all week. No joke. So, like, I, I just like to think that when he said, do you want to test his hair, or, you know, when you're, you threaten him with your hand, it's covered in the gore because he just punched through the skull just, 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 of the last enemy. bloody silver brass knuckles. <laughs> exactly. Nickel plated. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Dripping gray matter. Just... I am not happy today. No joke. Okay, uh, so I attacked Mike with that Virgil. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my god. Okay. Thanks for tuning in, ladies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see you next week, honey. You know, the adventure you no, we content. <laughs> no, Jeff, we're, we're just done here. We're ending all four episodes. <laughs> Alright. Those two bandits are going to run up, uh, both attacking Tracy, we're gonna say. Uh, they better bring their A-game. Yeah, exactly. Not only did they not run in fear, they accepted it as a challenge. Exactly. Uh, none of those will hit because AC is higher than 17, right? 18. None of those hit. Uh, then Virgil, I don't believe you've been attacked yet by the second bandit, correct? No, not yet. All right. He, or Swashbuckler, attacks you three times. Goodness gracious, only one hits. It's the dagger again. Okay. And you take uh, nine or seven points of damage okay. from that doll on Candy Dodge. Okay. All right, Arla, it is your turn. Hold on, I think I might end up breaking the game for my character, but I want to make sure. I'm not, All right. I'm not going to because that would be really bad, but I'll double check that. All right, thank you once again for joining us. Hope <laughs> just won the game. She drew the card that said so. <laughs> the episode of Community. Yeah. yeah. I won at Dungeons & Dragons. It was advanced. <laughs> if you've never seen Community, yeah. watch Community just for that episode. It is one of the greatest episodes I have, of all time. I have actually had co-workers ask me when I, you know, I have mentioned that I play D&D, most of my co-workers are not nerds of any sort, and I have asked them, you know, when I can come back and work, you know, to work Monday after recording, so did you win? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, I didn't die. <laughs> you defeated a bad guy. Exactly. Yeah, I found a way to never run out of deck points, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so that's, that's just not fun, but it, it, I just want a really easy way to break it. So I'm just going to do a regular attack at first. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, uh, you're fine. That's an unnatural 20. 
Okay, yes, that will hit. And are you attack? which swashbuckler are you attacking? Just uh, the closest one, the one in front of Okay, uh, yeah. probably the one attacking Mike. Yeah, that's four points of damage. Alright. And then I will shuffle. And I raise that because I'm going to eat the bonus action to draw. Every day she shuffles shuffling. Yep. Okay. Start off with Clyde, beginning of round three. Okay. Um, <laughs> wait, I just, I just want to let everybody know that in the last six seconds... We watched a penguin brain an enemy fly <laughs> across the sand and beat the crap out of another one, bringing him almost down to bloody. In six seconds, people. You think your cat running around like a crazy thing is, is nuts. No, this is even worse. Clyde. Uh, I'll attack the... Let's see, if I attack the one that's attacking me, would I have any kind of... Are my allies next to it? No. Uh, let's see. Probably. I know that no, I said that I was not. attacking the one that was closest to the wall. Yes. Okay. And you were uh, on your own with that, and then there are three or two more enemies surrounding you. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna... Can I shift around the one guy so I can attack the one that he's grappling? Uh, yeah. I'll say you can shift around. Yeah. Then I'll attack. That's a nat 20. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm gonna use this die on this one. Yeah. yeah, if he didn't, it'd be stupid not to, especially uh, on a grid. 37 points of damage. Okay. Nice. Jesus. Down to uh, just barely double digits. And my bonus action attack. No, actually, single digits now. Uh, that's a 21 to hit. Yeah. That's six points of damage. Ooh. Almost enough to oh, bring it dead. <laughs> single digits, but a little bit higher single digits than that. Bring another one. I... <laughs> You push his you push his head down on the penguin's fist and brain him. Yeah. Luminea, it is your turn. You are surrounded by three enemies. Oh, well, I'm going to continue focusing on the one that I have been working on all this time. Uh, 14, 8, 22. Okay, yes. Uh, that'll be 9 plus 4 for 13. Brains everywhere. I'm assuming you just like, yeah, yeah, just take the head. Just go, going for the full-on shoulder to thigh. Just There you go. Body cleaved in and twain diagonally. down either side, looking from left to right to his companions. Is this really something you want to do? All right. We then move on to Tracy. Make an actual intimidate check for like, um, I'll give it a shot. Oh, did you see it roll from the 20 onto the 2? Uh, I was not very convincing. I got a 7. <laughs> Yeah, you're just shouting in incomprehensibly. So we're gonna say this is random screaming. I would be terrified. <laughs> you will you said it extremely <sighs> scared because you just watched the penguin light speed its way across the <laughs> battlefield. So you're you're a bit wary of your ally right now. I mean in the, the demon possession is fully upon him. I, I worry about it at night. <laughs> I do, I, I would. I would. Like I said, Club Penguin, do you want to play a game? <laughs> I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> Tracy, it's your turn. How far away is the one who's attacking him from me? I, you guys are all within about the five, same 10, 15 foot cube. Alright, let's just keep let's just keep doing what we've been doing. Did you finish the one that you were up? No, but I can remember, I, I still have 10 foot reach on my melee attacks. Oh my god. So I, I just, I just, just flipper yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> anytime I second guess any ideas I come up with, I just go, well, 
yeah, no, Mike is talking. So exactly, yeah, I was gonna say. All right, we're just gonna we're just gonna carry on, you know. That is a twenty to hit. Yes. For four, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen damage. Single digits. Say bonus extra attack. Another net. Brains. More brains. <laughs> Spatter the other f- f- flapper slapper. And we're going to uh, we're, we're gonna go for the grapple on the, uh, the guy who's uh, been attacking the rogue. The, the only two that are left, both of the swashbucklers are dead. The only two that are left are the little weaklings on. Oh, coming on me. Yes. I'll, I'll grapple one of them. That's a 19 to 18. Yep, that gets a pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just crying now. They're, they're not even trying to attack it. <laughs> what I'm seeing is Guardians of the Galaxy where rockets jumping from. Yes! That is what's in my head That's right now. Exactly. Just like landing. Yes. And then when you even said during one of the last encounters where you knock them to the ground and you just. <laughs> just hammering down. <laughs> Oh, that is exactly what is happening. Oh my god. It is initiative counter. It is now onto the enemy's turn. The ship disembarks from the dock. Oh, hell no. It begins... It's facing the wrong direction in this one. Because uh, the cove in the other game is to the uh, north here, but we're going to say it's to the south. So the ship disembarks and begins making its way out of the cove slowly. Three more of those little bastards come running down the dock. They've already pissed themselves because they know they're going to die. However, comma, they charge in to attack anyway. Somebody go stop that boat! The two that are on you guys, the one is going to attempt to get away desperately from the bloody penguin. That's a 17. (laughs) Oh my god. That is a 26. Okay. The other one brings the scimitar down to end this demonic creature. Satan penguin. Um, that is a 21 to hit. That will actually hit for once. All right. You take four points of slashing damage. He cries out, hit please. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> the blood is black, though, but it does bleed. Oh, you made a big mistake there, boy. <laughs> it is your turn. There are three weaklings. There are three weaklings running up the shore, just kind of right by the boulder on either side here. And then the two up here with Micah. Or with uh, Micah grasping one, the other one in front of Luminea. These are basically minions. One shots. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just do regular attacks with my cards then. That's over a 20? Yes. Not a 19. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I crit on a 19. You're right. Thank you. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll it just in case, but I'm pretty sure you're going to... So that's four, and then plus the two, so that's six, nine. Nine. Almost enough to bring it down. Just a couple points off. Second attack. That's over 28. How do you end this one? Or were you going to attack one of the other full health ones? No, I was going to end up. I just throw a card and it gets stuck in his throat. Oh, my God. And the head comes it's off in the fin. Glory today. I know. Got brain penguin. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> got the, the Jack Executioner. Exactly. Jack executioner. Executioner. <laughs> All right. Uh, background four with Clyde. Okay. I'm gonna chase after that boat. Okay, you take off running down the shore. Uh, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Dash. 
or 25 feet, I'm a half up. Okay, 25 feet. Bonus action dash. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Action to dash. <laughs> so you would have been... 75. Uh, yep, yeah, so 5, 10, 15, 20. The boat had already taken off, so we're going to go ahead and say that you can get just to the edge of the shore here, or do you want to try and make a leap onto the boat? That's fine, you jump onto the boat then. And you are now sailing away on a crew full of people with a boat full of people and stolen items. We are then on to Luminea. Um, how many are left? Uh, three on the shore, uh, one, or three charging up to you guys, one in front of you. Alright. Well, the one that's in front of you. Sixteen. That will hit? Yeah, well, that's a two, so we'll do it. Now I gotta keep the one, so six plus four for ten. Alright, that is one point off what you needed to kill him. Oh! No! I know. Tracy. I've got a, I've got, I've got an interesting, uh, so, problem with Dark Pounce is it doesn't give a range. Oh no, no, I am yes. not letting that happen. Yes. <laughs> it's just I make a running me. jump and teleport to my location. Oh my god. Yes, teleport, teleport to your location. Let me see it. So you make a, you make a running jump, and, and but it said teleport to your landing location. Teleport to the Boho Great Range Penguin. Range of self. Duration one round. The first time before the end of your next turn, you make a running jump. You instead teleport to your landing location. I was. I would say it would be within your range. Yeah, I would say it would have to be because it, it says a running jump, so I would say within your jump range. So I was probably. I figured as much, but yeah. if someone went, rules is written on that. I know, I know. The only reason. I'm going to jump the Toledo. Exactly, yes. I jump all the way to the center of town, <laughs> six miles away. Yeah, no, not quite. Um, How far away from the edge of the water am I? Uh, straight from the edge of the water, you are 5, 10, 15, 20 feet. From the boat, you're like 75. How fast is the boat moving? Not very fast. It just took off, so it took quite a bit of time to get up. Yeah, I'm gonna say um, 15 feet this first. I'm actually gonna let go of him. Use 20 feet of movement to get in the water, which will give me another 10 feet on top of my normal. So he'll have 15 feet of movement speed in the water. Okay, so you're kind of right about there. Yep. One trail follows him. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. All right, we then move on to shimmy dooby doo because Tracy just went on to the enemy. Mind you, I didn't kill the guy first. The, the guy I had grappled. Uh, he was dead. She oh. threw a card in. So. Oh, cool. Yep. Okay, we move up to the enemy. The one that you've got is going to attack you again. Uh, that'll 16 plus 3, 19. Yep. Uh, four points oh. of damage. Uh, I rolled a 10. I need an 11 for him to hit my mirror image, so that will strike me. Okay, uh, you take four points of damage. Three of them are going to approach, and they can get up to you uh, again, Mike. So three more are going to attack you, and they gain flanking now. Uh, so that's one crit. I was make sure you didn't need any help. This one crit, one miss, and two crits. So Here we go again. Crits. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Flashbacks. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so uh, for the first of those, let's see. Uh, that is a ten, so it will hit me. Okay, eleven points of damage. Uh, that's a 10. I'm rolling just 10. So that'll hit me too. 12 points of damage. I'm a half. Alright. Virgil, the boat moves another 15 feet. I'm going to go ahead and say 20. It'll increase 5 feet every time. 
And there were three guys. I said there were um, eight total that you guys saw carrying boxes, plus however many down below. Um, there's only two on top? Hmm? No, there's only one person on the boat that Four came out, two took off running, and then three jumped off. Two took off back onto the boat. Oh, I thought they ran away. No, they went back up the, the ramp. So um, so there are five people on shore that were the peons, so there are three people on the boat that you can see right now, plus however many are below. So three of them are going to attack you, and they would have advantage. So that's one hit, one miss, two hits. What they roll. Hmm? What they roll. Uh, 19, okay. and then higher than that. Okay. Um, okay, uh, so first one is... Six points of damage. Second one is four points of damage, and you hear lots of clamoring below. Um, I'm uncanny dodge the first one. So okay. Three points. So minus seven. Okay. All right. Uh, we then move on to Arla. Okay. Can I use my extra attack as well? Okay. You gonna dash? Yeah. Have a self again. Uh, double your movement speed. So you use your action to move your movement speed again. Okay, yeah, so, so you're then I'm 60. Okay. Bye, Mike. 5, 10, 15, 20. I guess I'm handling this on my own. Oh, you got this. Oh, I thought you said all the ones back there were... There's still three on me. Oh, there's still three? Yeah. yeah. I'll stop by Mike. Okay. Out. I was going to say, if you so can help me take out one of them... Okay. So yeah, and you can attack and continue to run. I mean, I do I have can. six more healing Oh, no, you life. can't. You know, if you, you attack, that would be your action. I do have six more healing life dice, so I've got 66 over a couple of rounds to heal back up. Um... I just gotta hit with my melee attack to make sure. Yeah. Okay. If you hit one of them, they're dead. That was a 17. A, a what? 17. Yes, that will hit one of them, so one is dead. Now three on him. You can keep running your extra 10 feet if you want. Because you move 20 feet to get up to him, and I'm sure you have 30 feet. Sure. Oh, one's down, and there's still three on me? Yeah. yeah oh, but wow. I only have three of them. Yeah, no, he had one that was at one health point that you almost finished off last yeah. round. And then you had three more that came up. Okay. So do I still have my extra attack then, or not? Since I dash? Yeah. I do. Uh, no, you did not dash because you made the attack action. Okay. Oh, that's right. Because he was only twenty. Yeah. Sorry. I was so you can move an additional attack. ten feet if you want. Or you can make one more attack, and then you can move an additional ten feet. Yeah, I'll do another attack. Okay. That is a ten. Not quite enough. No, but you are able to. Would get... a thirteen be enough? You don't know. You have to use it to find 13, out. Thirteen is that enough? Huh? Is thirteen enough? Thirteen is enough. Okay. Nice choice. Eight points. Eight points. All so right. That was that the is... tip the scales feature that allows me to use whatever I rolled from a d4, and I rolled a three to any. Roll yep. That, I that is almost enough to bring another one down. All right. Uh, we then move on to Clyde. You are by yourself in the boat. Okay. I'm going to. So how are they around? Right now, you just entered in through that kind of uh, right at the edge of the boat, so they would have climbed up uh, towards you. How so they, they oh, you, you are clear in the corner, so they would have the square in front of you, the square patty corner, and the square next to you. So you're kind of pinned in the corner. Okay, I am a uh, halfling, and because of that, I can move some people that are bigger than me. So I'm going to uh, use my cunning action to disengage and shift through uh, the legs okay. of one of the guys to get behind them. Okay. Uh, and then... How far is it to the guy steering the boat? Uh, uh, 
See, it would be just right there. The boat is already going, so uh, sails are up. So you would actually have to disable the sails to stop it. But uh, you are just ten feet from the. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna use that bonus action to disengage uh, okay. from moving a leg, and then take up after the guy who's steering the boat and attack okay. him. Okay. Go ahead. That's a 19 to hit. Yes. <clears throat> That is six points of slashy damage. Alright, almost enough to bring it down. And as I do that, uh, I'm going to try and shift around him, so I'm behind him, and I'm going to yell out, I'm the Dread Pirate Clyde Dark Willow, and this is my ship now! Okay. Luminea. Oh, I'm contemplating casting my heroism, which would just give me those extra dice over and over again. How many? There's still three? Yes. Uh, still three, but one is down to three health points. Well, let me start off by using a bonus action. I'm going to take three of my six remaining dice. I'll gain ten health back, so forty-two. All right. Then I will make an attack against whichever one seems to be the worst for wear. Yep. The one with the uh, card sticking out of his right eye. Yes. And one. 11 plus 4 for 15. Yes, uh, the one with this card is, with the card in his eye gets uh, crushed beneath the weight of your blade. Alright, so um, I that was I have move, but I don't want to take three strikes. So. You take two opportunity attacks. I think I'm going to go ahead and stick with it. So okay. Tracy, it is your turn. How high up out of the water is the, that's the uh, I'm going to say 10 foot. Is there a ladder on your side? There is not. I thought you could fly. Minute from when I cast that spell. Oh, yeah, you guys are already. Okay. Yep, round uh, five. Sorry. Oh, that means he has. No, he cast it. Oh, okay. Clear back last fight. So I can't get on the boat then. You might be able to climb up it if you find, you know, portholes and whatnot, but you do take a check or two. There's no rope ladder or anything on the sides of this boat? Not right now, no. There would be. Uh, so most boats usually have. Some kind of like wood ladder in the center, in the center sides of them, or something. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and give that to you. That's fine. Um, it in would be in case someone did fall off it. Yeah, it would be um, twenty-five feet back on the boat, um, which would be from the dock. The edge is fifteen, so it would be clear down here. So I'll have to make it. So I'll have to dash just to catch up to the boat for now. Yeah, at least. Because you, you can, your slow speed is like double. 35. 35. Okay. So if so, I dash, it's 70. Um, 70 would smack you into the rudder of the boat. So can I move as far as I would need to to get, like, even up with the ladder and then jump out of the water and grab onto the ladder? You would get up to the edge of the boat, um, going the other way. Oh, sorry, I was, I, was picturing the, I was picturing the boat facing the other Yeah, side. yeah. So you, I, I will I will swim 70 feet without smacking into the rudder. Yes, okay. But you're right behind it. You're tailing it. All right. I, I, I will just kind of, every once in a while, just hop out of the water and just... just oh, wait, wrong animal. Just, yeah, you better run! <laughs> no, I like the... Yeah, you better run! Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. What's the run? coefficient of a trench coat? I have no idea. Alright. We are then. The sleeves are just like a little. Alright. 
We then move on to the enemy's turn. Uh, Mike, you're going to get hit with two attacks. Yep. They still have advantage on you, though. Um, that will not hit. Yay. That will, though. Okay, 18 plus 3. Yep. You uh, take. Uh, that is a 14. He strikes my, my final damage. And that disappears. Which is good, because I only had two rounds of it to remain. So exactly. I wanted to use it up. All right, Virgil, roll me a d6. Four. Four more enemies appear from oh. below the deck. I'm glad I'm on Would my way. That gets me though. I'm all the way at the very top of the boat. Yeah, I know. You're you're right here, and they would have come out from down here. So uh, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. So I can get right to where you're at, and then you've got three of them on this side. So you take seven attacks. Holy shit! Well, One hit. That out. <laughs> two hits. What's your reason? Seventeen. Okay. One miss, so two hits, one miss. I didn't write this down. So two hits. Uh, I'll keep it track. Plus, plus four. No, that's plus three, so three hits. Miss. Uh, that one's a hit. I'm up to five. Or no, I'm up to six. Last one. Hit also. You take five hits. Five, five, seven, six, five. Okay, I'm a cunning actor, uncanny dodge, the seven. And then we move on to Arla. Oh, the ship moves another 20 feet out. So it is now 35 feet away from the dock. All right. Well, I move another 30. The ship is still um, 40 feet away, uh, 45 feet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you said they were they were pretty. At this uh, point, I mean, there's only two of them. Yeah, we don't want to leave you behind, so we gotta get past them. So yeah, yeah, I'm close enough. I'll jump off the path. Wait, I, attack. Would I reach towards where Virgil's at? Yes, you would see Virgil being attacked from in. Uh, basically, you see the back side of the boat here, so you would see three enemies um, on the back of the boat. Oh, circuit is lasting. How does this work? One time per day. Jump off the back. So we're gonna do. Scorching Ray, I believe at level one has three bursts. Yes, it has three bursts. Oh no, only the people that are attacking you. Burn the boat. Burn the boat. That's a 21. Yes. So then that's three rays of 2d6. So oh, you make three separate attacks. Yep. Oh, okay. So one hits. And that's 10. Yep, almost enough to drop one of them. He has one health point left. Hey, you should shoot the sails. That's, yeah. If they yelled the at it, me, can I hear that and change what I'm doing? The first one already hit, but I'll let you change yeah, the other two. the other two? two? Yep. Yeah, the sail. That's... You, you hit the sails. If you roll, as long as you don't roll on that one, you hit the sails. Yeah, that's five. Okay, yep. The boat, boat is significantly slow. Okay, you're going to use the other one? Eh, the sails are already on fire. I'll go back to... A, not the one that's super bloody, but okay. a different one. That's 14. Yes, that will hit. Five. Okay. The other one is not doing great. Uh, Just for... But I still have the bonus action? Yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, wait, no. Uh, yeah, scorching, no, you're circulate. You use that as an action, isn't it? Yeah, and that was my extra attack. No, you use you your action to dash. If you, you can only use your extra attack if you use your attack action. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yeah, so never mind. None of that happened. 
Okay. Recon. So you are oh, right. How much of a your... different distance do I have with the circle? Scorching Ray has a pretty like significant distance. Like feet. No, I can still do that, can I? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Let me look it up just to be sure. Um, Scorching Ray has a distance of... SC is before SE. Of 120 feet. So you could hit it from clear yeah, back. Then we can just keep it. Okay, yeah. So we'll just keep it then. And you are like 55 feet away from the boat. So yeah, yep. you are able to... Done. Yep, that's it. Okay. We then move on to Clyde. The ship is now on fire. Okay. As laser beams come up from the beach below you. <laughs> okay, I'm going to use... I want to use... I want to use my athletics to try and break the steering the wheel. Ooh. Breaking your boat. I'll fix it. You set fire to my boat. Fix the sails. Uh, go ahead and uh, give me uh, athletics or strength, whatever. Fifteen. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, go ahead and I want to do damage because it has hit points. So go ahead and roll. It has ten health. So go ahead and roll damage like a attack roll or something at your strength. Like with strength. Yeah. Otherwise, if you want me to just attack the wheel, I'll just yeah, attack just attack the wheel. We'll just call it. Yeah. Okay, so that would have. That roll would have hit, so uh, that's eight points of damage. Okay, sneak you, attack on the wheel. Yes, if only. Uh, you almost get it broken off, um, but it is very, uh, it, it's very loose on there, so you definitely damage. Okay, I'm going to use my bonus action to disengage. Okay, you disengage. And I'm going to run to the back of the boat. Okay. And I'm going to say, this is the day you almost... No, whatever. I'm just gonna jump off the boat. And be like, <laughs> I, I like the idea of you actually ran to the edge and you've got one leg up on the railing and you go, "This is the day you almost caught." This never is mind. The, I'm just this is the day I almost took your boat. <laughs> it's really awkward because I'm yes. about to jump onto the boat. I'm gonna like jump down, like, oh, hey, Tracy, <laughs> and I'm gonna jump up on the ladder, like, was that Clyde? Yeah. No. Oh, hey, Tracy. <laughs> yeah. You both are unconscious, drowning. I can hold All my right. breath for 15 minutes. <laughs> I just grab on to Tracy. Like, Let's go, Tracy. <laughs> yeah, you're riding him like the whale, like Free Willy. It's really right. awkward because he's taller than me. And details. Alright. So you guys are able to jump out. Uh, Megan, I'm assuming you're going to quit following the boat, or are you going to tail it? I want to know where it's up. It's I going out sure. to sea. I want to make sure it doesn't get out to sea. Okay. He's going to follow the boat. Alright. The thing uh, is, he can probably keep up with it. Probably, probably yeah. probably won't even realize that he's down there. Probably not, except for the, oh, hi, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he can just, like, climb up on it and just break <laughs> the steering wheel, and that's oh, pretty much what my goal is. Well, because they are going to experience loss from the sailors, right? They would, yes. They're going to have to take time to change their sails. If they're leaving town and their ship is on fire, somebody's going to Hopefully that's going to attract some attention, yeah. <laughs> Alright. So, I'm, I'm not taking... I've learned in this business not to take any chances. We're going to go ahead, because we've been recording once again for about two hours. We're going to go ahead and end it here. You uh, are able to, Tracy, or, uh, yeah, Tracy, able to kind of grab onto the rudder, and you follow it to where it is going, and then you swim back to shore, reporting where their next hideout was. Well done. Yes, exactly. Um, Luminea, you were able to crush the skulls of the last two people, or decapitate the skulls, whatever it was. From the last two people. And uh, Arla, you see Clyde dive into the water and you help drag him to shore. We will pick up next week 
where we will be investigating more crazy hijinks within the city of Tarot. So everybody, say goodbye! Bye! Bye-bye. Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. If you would like a chance to join our show and vote on who gets in and what material makes it, please visit our Patreon page where you can help support our podcast and possibly join the crew here. Also, if you would like to follow us, we are on Facebook at Guild Adventure. You can also find us on our website along with links to all the material at www.theadventuringguild.com. So thank you all very much, and we hope to see you next week.